0: what's up everyone it's your boy nico here with tony and it's a very somber moment we might have to have a moment of silence here tony because canada is officially out of the world cup uh their our dreams of them making it through the this group of death are gone but the good news is we did score a goal so we did do better than the last world cup we've been to uh, alfonso davies gets the first goal in canada history tony how are, how are you feeling
1: um i'm feeling proud that they you know they were able to compete and fight with croatia and belgium but I'd be lying if I wasn't disappointed. I had high hopes. I felt they deserved better than what they've given, but uh, that's just the beauty of football. Uh, it's not always given what you would like. You know, you have to deal with what's in front of you, and it's a big stepping stone. So, in four years' time, will be. A, it's a great experience for them. But right now, I, I'm. It hurts a little bit.
0: Yeah, and you know what? We'll get more into it when we start discussing the the match day two for each of these teams uh, right now after last week's pot, we didn't get to group G and H of their first game. So we're going to get into there and then we'll go into match day two for all of the other games that have happened over the past week and a half. So uh, we'll talk more about it, but you're right, man. It was especially after that game against Belgium, how good mm-hmm. they played and should have won to see that Croatia game. It was a little disheartening, but again, it's nice to feel this way because it means that we feel Canada belongs to be on this stage. So uh, all in all, shout out to our Canadian boys, Alfonso Davies with the first ever goal. Uh, we're going to get more into it later, so let's start with the f- match day one for Group G and H. Um, this is what we didn't cover in the last pod, just these last four four games. Let's start with Group G, Switzerland, Cameroon. Uh, again, going into this group, everyone thought, okay, Brazil's making it out easy, and then the dark horse was between Cameroon or Serbia. People kind of just pushed Switzerland to the back burner. Switzerland said, I don't think so, and they took the first game, and they went to Cameroon, and they beat them one nothing. so... I mean,
1: is Switzerland legit, or did Cameroon have a bad game? I think Switzerland is pretty legit. I mean, they went through qualifying without losing a game. I think the last six games they didn't uh, let in a goal. I mean, there were a couple opportunities where Italy should have finished them off, but Switzerland held their own. You got to respect them for that. And I think that's the thing. Like, Switzerland's such a small country; they're not they're not always given that respect, but they are a decent football nation. And you know what? They had one good opportunity, and they made it count against Cameroon.
0: Yeah, and you know what? When you look at the stats, too, five to three in shots in favor, and shots on target in favor of Cameroon, possession was pretty much 50-50. Like, um, again, Switzerland, three shots on target, one goal. You're right. Like, they capitalized on their one good chance, and Cameroon just could not put the ball in the net. Um, Switzerland wants people not to forget about them, because you're right. In qualifying, they topped their group, which was not an easy group. They had Italy in their group, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they, they did what they had to do. So I, I think Switzerland... Probably benefited a bit from being kind of overlooked, no pressure yeah. on them. Other two teams got to perform, so they did what they had to do, which is good. So, congratulations them winning one nothing. We'll get into their second game soon as well. Um, Brazil Serbia was the next first game in Group G. Brazil, everyone has p-
1: them going through the pigeon came to fly. Eh? Man, <laughs> that pigeon from Tottenham. Wow, listen, I didn't ex- we- I didn't think he was. I didn't think that he's capable of doing that. That's seventy we- Yeah.
0: You've said it on this pod many much, times uh, yeah, that you think Richarlison good. is overrated. I have always backed him saying, you know what? He's a solid player, um, and he's showing out this World Cup so far. Oh, yeah.
1: That was amazing. That second goal was just, uh, just...
0: Oh, yeah. Just it was... fair. I mean,
1: he, like, you, you were wondering between him and Gabriel Jesus, like, you don't really want either one starting. But, like, in, in the meantime, after the Neymar injury, like, Richarlison just putting that in is amazing.
0: So that's obviously what we got to talk about next. It's probably the biggest news to come out of this game because everyone saw them winning 2-0. Uh, the biggest news to come out of this game uh, for Brazil's side is that Neymar is injured.
1: Yeah.
0: He's, they're saying he'll be back after the group stage, so hopefully it's not too serious, but he's not going to be the same Neymar when he comes back that quick. He might still be a bit hurting. Mm-hmm. What's the outlook for Brazil now if Neymar
1: can't go? Wow. I think they're so stacked up front that you could have Neymar just even if it was just for the last fifteen minutes, you're going to be okay.
0: That's exactly what we right said. There, like stacked. they up, yeah. up front, they're stacked. Defensively, an injury would kill them, but up front, I mean, insert X person here. You you got Rafinha, you got Junior, Vin, Vinny Junior, you yeah. got Rodrigo that they could throw in there. They even got if you want to play more of an attacking mid role, drop it that like I'm a keeper Charleston up front and play Bruno Guimarej as like mm-hmm. a cam in the mid there. Like you got so many, you got Anthony. There's so many options. Gabriel Jesus as well, which I don't think he should even be in the conversation to be playing. Um, yeah. when you got guys like Rodrigo and Anthony on the bench, but he, he, he's another option too. So for Brazil, I don't think they're too worried. And again, they won their first game two nothing. Serbia they, did not get a
1: shot on target. Yeah. It's, and Brazil's defense looked really good. Despite but, which is weird. The old man, Tiago Silva, out there. Like They played really good. Like, no, good.
0: no offense to Alexandro and Danilo, but they're not good.
1: Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> like, they're, no, they're not. They're not. They're horrible. Like, they're not I, mean, good. I, mean, I, I mean, I'd rather see Danny Alves out there than, like, instead of Alexandro. That's honest. a
0: stretch. No, like That's like no, 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 no. no. That's a stretch, man. Danny Alves shouldn't even be playing in like a club team right now. He should be playing in the, you know, those those games where they highlight the stars of the past that could still kind of <laughs> come. That should be where Danny Alves is. But listen, they got the best goalie in the world, but no shots on target. He didn't have to do anything uh, in the saves department, but yeah, they played, they played great. Is Serbia, obviously we know second game, they had no problem scoring goals, but in
1: this game, you see zero shots on target. Is that a, is that a red flag for you? I think so. Because I mean, like, they they play with that normal, like, just one striker with Mitrovic up front. But I think when you have a guy like Vlahovic on the bench, you got to use him. Whether it's like a two two striker, I know they did for about like half an hour this game, but to me, you got to start with both your hot hands. Against Brazil, I get you want to play a little bit defensive, but you got to take your chances. And I think you got to give him a shot up there.
0: Yeah. Listen, I mean, you play your style, right? And if the style is a one striker system, I understand it. Um, and if it's between Mitrovic or Vlahovic going into this tournament, who's hot, who's not, I, I don't disagree with the decision to go with Mitrovic over Vlahovic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and Vlahovic is still a, little, a young guy, man. He's got a lot of time and he looks good, but I think Mitrovic is the guy they only have won. If they want to open up and put two up top, I think against Brazil, they definitely wanted more defense, which they still got taken out 2 nothing. but I think it could have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you play a team like a Brazil, it, it's almost like you get scared and you just kind of want to hold them and counter and get lucky. And you just can't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And their second game, they clearly showed scoring goals. Isn't a problem the way they handled Cameroon. So can't handle Cameroon's back line. Unfortunately, their back line was the same, but we'll get to that in a bit. Let's move over to group H. Let's start with Uruguay and South Korea. Uh, Uruguay was probably one of the largest dark horses going into this tournament of people saying, me, I almost didn't consider them a, t- a dark horse, I consider them a favorite the way people are talking about them. Um, like guys like Darwin Nunez, uh, Calvani, Pellistri. you still got Luis Suarez, you got Bentoncourt, Valverde in your back, you got um, uh, Godin and Jimenez, who I think are way too old to still be playing together, but here they are. Um, they, they have a good, solid team and they could not the South well,
1: South Korea. I can team. tell you exactly why. Well,
0: they, they got one watching, shot on
1: target. They weren't watching Napoli all year because Kim Min Jae has been probably one of the best defenders in Syria this season. He held that strike line of Nunez, Suarez, and Palestri to one shot. Listen, like, dude, I wish Kim I could Kim tell you. Jay, I, I wish Kim Kim I could Min tell Jay. you. I knew who you were talking about. Their whole back line's name are Kim Kim Min <laughs> Jae, the number four who plays in Napoli. There is just a, been a stud signing for Syria in Syria this year. And he just showed it this game against Suarez and Nunez. I mean, he made Nunez look humble. It's very he good. Made, I mean, he
0: made, he made who look humble? Nunez. You mean Darwin, Darwin, Nunez. Yeah, the, he the, loser, the loser that he plays Liverpool. the Liverpool. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, I just, I, honest to God, I can't stop laughing at South Korea's goalie and back line because if they're just packing back and forth. It's Kim to Kim to Kim to Kim to Kim to Kim to, Kim to. And then up front, you got, you got two Huangs
1: up front. Like, my goodness. Yeah. It's funny seeing seen the video. I think it's an Italian commentator. The Italian the commentator. It's funny yeah.
0: So. yeah, no, it's hilarious. But you're right with the defense. Listen, I mean, 10 shots total for Uruguay, only one mustard on target. So, yeah, the, the problem with South Korea, though, is you're never going to score if you don't get a shot on target, which they did it in this match. Yeah. Um, But 0-0 draw is a huge result for South Korea. Uruguay uh they're not looking good going in after that matchup and then they had to face portugal in their next match we all know how that went again i keep saying it we're getting into that in a few minutes as we're just talking about the last matches of uh match day one here so we'll get into that let's get to the portugal Ghana game which in my opinion was one of the best games uh in the first round of the world cup it was it had everything it had goals it had a tense moment right at the end. It had mm-hmm. Ronaldo becoming the first person, first male to ever yeah. score at five World Cups, which is super impressive. Um, I, I you obviously know how I feel about this game as someone who's written for Portugal., uh, what were your thoughts, Tony? Rafael, Rafael
1: Leal needs to start for you guys., Buddy, I, what I have I been saying all year? I understand like I understand why the old guard of Bruno Fernandes and Bernardo Silva starting up there. But, no, uh, you can't have a talent as confident as Rafael Lau sitting on the bench, you know, risking a chance that he's only going to get a few minutes, 10 minutes tops. I mean, this one here, you got lucky that he came in, popped a goal in early because, you know, if you don't put Rafael this this game might have gone the other way for Portugal.
0: Listen, here's my thoughts behind it. Bruno Fernandez is playing out of his mind so far. Bernardo Silva is playing out of his mind so far. The only person you can really replace to start is Ja Felix. But he's not playing bad either. But Liao just offers something so dynamic and yeah, you, you gotta play out. your hot hand, you know. But but dude, you gotta... I hate I hate to admit it though, but his sub worked. He almost worked as a super sub. He was yeah. subbed in the seventy-seventh minute. Then then his first kind of movements together, Joao Felix scored a minute later, and then he scored two minutes later. Like that they were so hot once he came on. It was kind of hard to say, okay, the coach. Well, if, if he doesn't them. make
1: that sub though but he did it's not if he did he but... did
0: my thing is if he starts do we still get that kind of hype action coming him from him coming Easy. on as that kind of electricity the style, the style that Portugal plays a
1: 433 three. <laughs> you'll easily get that that's normally that's okay. i would
0: say he should and i've been saying it the whole time but the way we're playing i, I especially the second game that we'll again we'll get to with Uruguay i i can't fault him for doing it rafa leao played amazing when he came on uh, he looks so good coming down. I, I, he's honestly my favorite player outside of Ronaldo on the team currently. Um, three two, it's a big win for Portugal, and you know what? A good result for Ghana too, because this is a tough Portugal team, and Ghana was one of the most overlooked teams coming into this tournament. Young, youngest
1: was, team in the tournament, yeah, too.
0: youngest team in the tournament, lowest ranked team in the tournament as well. Yeah. And that's crazy when you got teams like even Canada, Tunisia, and stuff like that. You got Ghana that low, and then you got the old head himself, Andre Ayu, still scoring goals for I them. Know. Like good good for them man you know what just put in two goals and right at the end too I don't know how much of you watching it, but the last play of the game Diogo Costa went for a goal kick he dropped the ball and the sneaky Ghanaian player was behind him still came up and kind of took it off him and then slipped when he went to shoot it so we got to block it and nothing happened there but it it was a little intense so I I think it was a great result for both teams Um, finally we're done match day one let's get to And when I say match day one, I mean the first match for each team. So let's get to the second matches for each team that started, obviously, Group B and Group A. Uh, We'll start with Group A, and we'll start with the hosts because this is the first time the hosts have been eliminated this early from the tournament. Uh, They are out. They got thrashed
1: by Senegal 3-1. Are we surprised? Not really. I mean, I thought Senegal would have a tougher time only because no Sadio Mane, but not against Qatar. Um Qatar just, you know, I think the pressure got to this team and the compete level, not just the pressure, but already being like a step behind everybody, they just couldn't handle it. And Listen, they show it against Senegal.
0: We don't need to chat about this one too much. We thought Qatar were gonna make it just off the fact that they were a host nation yeah. and get the rally, and clearly it has not been working, and they obviously are bribing the wrong people. So we don't <laughs> need to say much. Qatar's out, they suck. Uh Senegal look good in their win. Netherlands and Ecuador. Wow, that was, that was a, a good game. One. 1 1. Netherlands had one shot on net, and it was a great goal by Cody Gakbo early. And then they just kind of went into a shell defensively, and eventually Enter Valencia
1: broke it at the beginning of the second half to tie it up. A close offside goal, too, could have changed this up as Ecuador lost that one um, easily. Or half. So, easily. I mean, Ecuador, very impressive heading into the second game. I mean,
0: I don't think I, anyone saw Ecuador making no. a run like this.
1: No. And the worst part think... is,
0: they may still not make it through.
1: Yeah, I know if result which, doesn't go their way against Senegal yet.
0: Which and you know what? It's 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 tough to see. I'm um, sorry, not me. We know right now uh, we're not going into match three. They're not making it through. Uh, I, I forget. We're trying. Not, we're not even going to bother implying that the third matches haven't happened for some teams. They have. Uh, Ecuador didn't make it through, which is too unfortunate for them. They've played really good. Enter Valencia looked fantastic. Yeah, does he get a move?
1: Do you think? No, I think he's too old at yeah. this point. I don't. I don't think you can. You can justify spending the money that he's going to be expecting.
0: But you think like an MLS team or something takes a flyer on him?
1: I mean, I would like him up front with Bernadeschi and Insignia, right? They'll, I was thinking the same thing. If you want to sign up a thirty-three-year-old striker, you know
0: why not? So, and Insignia's Sinia, got to be thirty-three, thirty-four, two. Yeah, that's real. what I was saying. I think Ender Valencia would be nice out there. So. Right. I think we should take a flyer on too. But again, so guys, you know what? We already you know Ecuador didn't make it through after the match day. Unfortunate, they did tie Netherlands. Um, they just could not beat Senegal. Or sorry, they um uh they drew Senegal, right? No, Senegal won. No, Senegal one. won. Senegal won the yeah. match they finished. Yeah, so if they don't make it through, unfortunately for them, Netherlands and Senegal. We're gonna get more into match day three. Um once they're all finished. We're gonna drop that pod, I believe Saturday, Tony
1: yep so we're, gonna drop, we're
0: gonna drop it saturday morning before the next round the next round um so look out for that that's when we'll discuss all the past of the third matches and how groups ended today we're just going to go through all of match day two for each team so let's get let's get back to the next match from match day two, the next group which obviously had one of the most anticipated matches of the tournament england usa is it football is it soccer finally decided and no one got a re- answer because they tied zero zero
1: 0 I've seen curly um, matches that were more more exciting than this mate.
0: you know what I didn't watch it because I have a <laughs> I have a policy that I don't commit self harm to my body and
1: Dude, that, I was, f- at, I, was at I was at work I was at work could easily have watched the game and I, I decided you know I'm gonna do some I'm actually do some work instead of watching it was just that bad
0: look at you what an ideal employee yeah. you like are. I was like hey, I'm,
1: you know I'm just gonna rather do my job than watch this crap like it, do, it was do horrible i mean like england after winning 6-2 against iran to not be able to score on this u.s team i mean they made the u.s look way better than they are and that's what pissed me off because if canada had this group things would have been so different like u.s yeah. is not as good as they, their competition says and it's the same thing with england england to be contenders should be running through this u.s team with the quality england has you know england's like a garage sale it looks nice when you get closer it's just crap it's just bullshit crap that you're gonna overpay for for no reason
0: listen and you know what to be fair the u.s okay i'm not gonna lie i watched a bit of it okay i am i am a (laughs) glutton for punishment and the u.s look good uh at least against england they looked very nice um i just it's something about (laughs) the u.s and England, I just can't stand either of them, man. Yeah. Uh, obviously, England, their
1: fans are just awful, awful, awful,
0: awful. Uh, they're like the
1: worst. So you know, what, you know, you know England it... and you know what England and the US is. It's like that one family. I'm not going to mention their names, but we knew their kids in high school. That no one ever liked any of those kids, but they're all related. <laughs> and You just understand why you don't like them just the way they are, and that's what England, US is because you, you just can't stand these people.
0: <laughs> uh, you know exactly I what i are talking
1: about <laughs> i know who you're, i know
0: who you're talking about i agree you know what let's let's not talk about them anymore let's go to wales <laughs> i ran i ran uh you're gonna see result two nothing um thank god of extra time because i ran scored two goals and then one in the 98th and one in the
1: 101st two minute fantastic um, though. Wow. but so
0: late man in my dude in in a game that went 0-0 until the 90th minute I didn't watch this game. I want to preface it. It was too early for me. How do you give
1: over 11 minutes of added time? Well, the red card really helped for Wales. I mean, he did take out the Iranian guy pretty hard, the goalie. So that helped a bit. But um, you know what? It's, it's deserving because I think that first result against England, it wasn't fair to Iran.
0: I don't think and, so either.
1: And they were the better team in this game. There's no doubt about that. I mean, like Wales is one of those teams that, yeah, they had a lot of possession, but they just they're not that good. So mm-hmm. it, they just need a striker, but you know, I just don't this this type of game, I'll be honest with you, is what worries me about the 48 team World Cup we're gonna see in four years. It's gonna be awesome. You're, you're gonna get a lot of games like this where it's two teams that shouldn't even be qualifying, that the quality isn't there because they just went through. I mean, K okay, Wales got through same through Europe, but like it's just they're not that good. You know, they're these not, are the games they're not that are gonna guy. ruin it. Yeah, it's just like you don't wanna see these guys here. No, you know, but it is what it is. We had to see it, but I'm glad Iran was the one that came out on top. Though,
0: yeah, that's 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 uh that's fair enough. Uh, my boy Taremi got an assist, so that, that that keeps me happy. Uh, we won't we won't talk about that group anymore. Again, we obviously know what's gone, what's how how that group is finished. We'll get into that in the pod that releases Saturday morning. Let's move on to the next group, which is Group C. Let's start with Poland and Saudi Arabia, and the Cinderella story looks to be over just as soon as it started with Saudi Arabia. They got thrashed by Poland.
1: It was close, though. I mean, uh, if Saudi Arabia scores that penalty shot; they would have done a little bit better, but uh, you know, Poland held off, and Lewandowski finally got his international world uh, his World Cup goal. So, yeah,
0: um, I mean, It's a it's, you... it's a it's about it's... damn time. But yeah, so it's a uh, it's a team that against Saudi Arabia they killed them in possession. Mm-hmm. They had well, more Cyber... shots.
1: Saudi Arabia played well. It's just... They just didn't
0: capitalize. My issue is... Poland should be a lot better than they've looked. I agree. Like, I don't know what is with this team. Um, and, and again, we obviously know they they ended up going through. I think they're very lucky to be going hmm. through. Um, it's... Ah, dude, I, I don't know what's with Poland here. And you know what? This whole group, I kind of just there's like a, it's left a bad taste in my mouth this group in general uh obviously the next game we could talk about argentina mexico argentina won that game 2 nothing. another game i don't want to spend too much time on because i just
1: I, mexico decided not to show up dude i got nothing to that, say to it mexico that sucks sec- that second half i mean that first half mexico put some pressure it had a couple of nice shots they forced the they forced uh emuel uh, martinez to make a big save on a free kick and then they're like oh you know what whatever and then you just let like how do, you can't let Messi run around. Like I mean, yeah. it's just it's just ridiculous. I mean, Mexico. It's another one of those groups where if Canada was in it, it would have been different. Because I mean, I don't. I think Canada would have stocked up better against Argentina than Mexico did.
0: Yeah. Um. I again, we said it coming into this tournament that this Mexico team is weak and that people are going to be shocked at how poor they are. Um, And sure enough, that was 100% correct. They cannot do anything. The the lineups look uninspired. Uh, Tata Martinez, he's gone. Like, there's no way he's the coach of this team anymore. Um, And and it's just, dude, it's it's unfortunate because they used to be such a powerhouse. Not a powerhouse in the sense that they were a serious threat, but they'd always make a run. They'd usually get Mm -hmm. out of their group. um, and, And this time it's just not happening for them. And in a group where they have Saudi Arabia and Poland Spoiler yeah. alert! They finished last in their group, or sorry, third in their group. They tied with Poland, but again, both teams were only one point ahead of Saudi Arabia. How do they not make it out of this group? It's yeah. it's ridiculous, especially with a team like Poland who has not played good. Yeah, um, I agree with that. So it's it's unfortunate, and it's a sad time to be a Mexican fan, but a hilarious time to be a fan of a team that hates Mexico like anybody else in North America. So <laughs> it's awesome. So <laughs> good good for them. Let's go on to Group E. Uh, the biggest game we'll start with, Spain, Germany. Everyone was looking at this game and thought, okay, this is where Germany could get eliminated if Spain can put the boots to their necks. And Spain couldn't. They ended up tying 1-1. One, one. Um, watching this game, it, was, it really showed to me two things. The first thing is this Germany team is not good. I, I, I'm sorry to say it to if there's any German fans listening, this, this team is not good. I feel no. like they got very lucky escaping this game with a tie. Um, Spain, to me, dominated the game in possession. They looked like the Spain of old, the way they could control that ball in the midfield. Spain's going to have a trouble scoring goals against good teams, I feel, that have a good back yeah. line. Germany still has a decent back line. They could not get too many good chances. Uh, but the possession-wise and everything, they're just too good,
1: man. Yeah, no, Germany Germany took that World Cup from Argentina. We're like, yeah, we're good with it for now. Like, I mean, the last two World Cups have been horrible. And it's horrible because the quality of players that Germany has, these are great players, great young up-and-coming talent. And to lose to Japan and, okay, the 1-1 draw with Spain isn't bad, but this doesn't look like a team that's going to be able to get through the first round. Well, listen,
0: well, the good news for Germany is that they would have been um, eliminated – had Japan beat Costa Rica. Yeah. But Costa Rica shock, somehow man. came through to beat Japan 1-0 in a ridiculous game. I mean, how One does Japan not beat Costa Rica? I don't know. But Costa Rica comes away with the win. Another huge upset. Um, And this Japan team goes from get, <laughs> coming back to rallying against germany to just this dud performance against costa rica and mm-hmm. now it's basically if germany wins they're in um, all yeah, germany Japan has to do is be beat, a... beat costa rica because japan's got to face spain
1: and, and Japan really even a tie won't be enough well this a tie term...
0: a, a tie would be enough depending on um goal differential yeah so if Germ, well, so actually, you know what? It could be close because a tie and a Germany win would put them both even on points, and if Germany only wins one, nothing, they'll be even on goal differential. So really, if Germany wins by two or more goals, they're through. Yeah, and you so got to think Japan's not gonna beat Spain. Spain's too good.
1: Yeah, I don't think Japan can pull it off again. I think Spain's gonna want to. Spain's gonna want to have top seed in this group. I was gonna, gonna say they're the still they're well.
0: still. Pl- they're still play. I'm um, uh, playing for first place, right? So, um, it's it's tough. It's uh, it's it's gonna be tight for Japan to make it through, and it's so unfortunate because you know what? Nothing would have made me happier than Germany bowing out early, and all Japan had to do was beat lowly Costa Rica, who Spain thrashed. Even like all they had to on. do. A
1: tie would have been okay too. Like a tie would have been. How would you say a t- like? Ties not would have been. Them.
0: Yeah, a tie would have been okay because then it would have meant a tie against Spain and they're through. Yeah. But now it. It's tough, man, and you know what? Yeah, it just—it's it's how this it's World Cup always again. works. They go, "Hey, let's look at this. That's gonna be oh a big upset." Now, no, it's not, because Spain and Germany are still gonna go through, and it's gonna be what everyone saw coming, because it's just the way this works sometimes, man. I could not believe my eyes when I saw that Costa Rica won, because obviously it was the early game, and mm-hmm. Nico don't wake up at 5 a.m. for Japan Costa Rica, that's no. for damn sure, uh, <laughs> especially on a Sunday. Uh, so I is uh, is very ups- uh, unfortunate to see that. I would have loved to see japan and spain go through i still hope that happens i am just not hopeful uh, that that's gonna happen but weirder things have happened uh costa rica could come out and surprise germany who have yet to win a game in this world cup you never know so japan beat germany costa rica beat japan who knows costa rica could beat germany as well by that logic uh i noticed i've missed a group let's go back to group d you have uh, you know why i missed this group right what a shit group. Outside of France, you have Denmark, who's been playing awful. You have Australia, who aren't good. You have Tunisia, who aren't good.
1: Like, And even France, they're not that good either. No. So France is what? like – I mean, that France-Denmark game looked really good. I think Denmark just got unlucky. But what a game uh, between these two teams. Uh, Denmark really showed their class where they kept up with France. And it took Mbappe to score two really nice goals to win them this game. But yeah, I'm just d- disappointed with Denmark, you know, just the tie it's, against it's, Tunisia and to do this. It's
0: it's hard talking about Denmark's class because obviously we know what happened today. Yeah, um, Denmark is going to be the biggest bust of the tournament. Um, I mean,
1: do you blame this on Ericsson? Like maybe it's time to get rid of the old guard in Denmark?
0: 100% it is. Everyone knows yeah. I've been super criticized. I'm a critical of Ericsson all year, especially at Man U. He's had a good year at Man U, but I'm saying he's not that guy on a yeah. big name team to be pushing them forward. Uh, and you know what? I'm pretty sure you had Denmark finishing first in this group, Tony. Didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I had him Over first. And
1: make, making a run to the semi. Yeah,
0: yeah, and Denmark ended up coming bottom of their group. Australia oh. luckily somehow made it through. Uh, honestly, God, dude, just what respect a shit house of a group.
1: Respect to Australia because they. They knew they were beating France. They to put all their eggs in one basket. Go against Tunisia. They got the win, and then they went out there and did their best against Denmark. You know what? They got through, and you can't blame them for that. They Buddy, played. Fuck they, Australia. They didn't play anything good. They didn't play anything special, but.
0: Just... Buddy, fuck just Australia, fuck, okay? For one reason, no, no, no. <laughs> fuck them for fuck them for one reason only. Their nickname is the Soccer Ruse. What an awful name! <laughs> oh, that pisses me off. I don't even want to. You know what? Group D, I'm going to label it right now as probably the weakest group in the World Cup that we've seen. A lot of other groups have some, had some issues, but I think this has got to be the weakest group of the World Cup. Um, luckily for France, they were in it because France is another team that couldn't even beat Tunisia today, which, again, we'll get into on Saturday. But it's an awful group. Let's now switch to Group F. We're going to go with the game that killed us first. Croatia 4, Canada 1. And how exciting was it that Canada got out to a 1-0 lead right away, but then Croatia just, just did not hold back, and they really put us out of our misery and just said, guys, next game for you won't even matter, and they just dominated us. Tony, I know you have a lot to say on this based on John Herdman, so I'll let you go yeah. first.
1: So that was what I was going to start off with. Um, you know, I know I'll give, benefit, I'll give credit where it's due, and I know Herdman has done very well with the Canadian national team up to this point. You know, he's made a fantastic run with this team. But I think it comes to a time where this was a game where his coaching, not anything he said before the game, yeah, maybe a little fire under Croatia's ass. But that I don't mind. You want to take the pressure off Davies. I totally understand. But it's starting Atiba at Hutchinson in a game where Luke, we have the best, probably the best setter trio in the world between Kovis, Brodzevich, and Modric. I don't start Atiba at Hutchinson there. I would put... In my personal opinion, I would have rather seen Osorio out there with Ustakio. It would have had Ustakio play a lot less defensively than he had to. Because reality is, all respect to Hutchinson, but he was a big liability. He was. I mean, all three goals before he got subbed off were literally the faults on his part in positioning or a pass that went the wrong way. And you know like what? This- I don't. I don't want to leave
0: out Alistair Johnson either. For a lot of people yeah. are saying they like the way he played. He, to me, he was not good um i know celtic and celtic fans don't want to be hearing that because they yeah. just look like they want to be. i don't know man he looked a little shaky there no, I, like, it
1: started it started from the midfield and you could see it every time Hutchinson had to drop back he just couldn't and that ended up forcing to stack you out early in the second and i mean they put Osorio in, when he just missed the net to tie that game yeah and, you know, and what? you know what as tmc fans we've seen Osorio, like you said on sunday he's a big game player he doesn't he get a phase of who he's playing and i think this would have been a moment for him where he would have thrived. He would have bulldogged that midfield and would totally stack you. To, you do what you have to do. I'll watch out for these guys in the middle. And he would have done it. And it's a shame because Herdman's tactics it was screwed up because he waited. He shouldn't have started that way. And another thing, though, pretty shithousery from Croatia. I mean, disrespectful. I don't know if you saw it that. Uh, well, they're getting that, sanctioned for yeah, it. Yeah, that flag for a boy. And that's. that's unclassy from a team i used to have respect for i mean just some stupid fans and that's you know what well after i saw that i kind of figured why boyan probably had did not play the greatest game of his career um that's some that's some fucked up shit that he went through that none of us understand what he went through so for sure seeing like a john deere run that's just so bad and i understand why he didn't have the greatest game
0: listen croatia is essentially now to me like quebec beautiful area with a lot of beauty, but fucking pieces of shit live there. And that's how I'm going to view them from now on. Especially that that
1: group there. And I have a lot
0: of Croatian friends that I play fantasy football with. So for some reason, if they're listening to this, it's not soccer. It's fantasy football. But fuck you, Joey. Fuck you, (laughs) Marky.
1: Yeah, Um,
0: It's just disgusting. You you watch the game and
1: you look at I think it was the second goal. You see it go in and I remember seeing like Boyan would have stopped that. And then after the game, <clears throat> excuse me, you see that flag okay, you know what? He just wasn't on he was just all messed up. So it's a shame, but you know what? There's a lot of things that Canada could have done better. Um, but yeah, I just I put this on Herdman's tactics of starting Hutchinson as yeah, the biggest it's... reason why.
0: It's it's tough, man, and you know what? When it's a game that's like four one, you feel like there's not much to talk about. But I feel like me and you could talk about this game for hours, mm-hmm. uh, just because just it's Canada. So we won't. We'll uh, we'll maybe do like a uh, Canada post mortem after the World Cup's over when we have a little bit of time to go through it. Let's go now to the other game that was another massive upset: Morocco Belgium. Morocco handed Belgium a two nil loss. Is this Belgium team just
1: not good? Like, dude, they're they're done. I don't like. I mean, that could have been like three four nothing. I mean, Morocco had a goal takeaway that I thought was onside. I mean, Morocco was pushing all game. Um, I mean, supposedly Ed and Hazard and De Bruyne are fighting each other. Like this Belgian team, we all said I said they weren't gonna get out of this group. And I think they don't I don't think they will. I think Croatia's too pumped after knocking Caraba out that they're gonna they smell blood in the water.
0: Yeah, I, I think they're gonna take out Belgium as well and they're gonna get that first spot. And mm-hmm. I kind of hope, as much as I love Canada and want to see a win, I'd be okay losing to this Morocco team if it means Belgium's eliminated as well. Because mm-hmm. uh, um, Belgium right now is at three points. Morocco is at four points. So all Morocco, if Belgium loses, Morocco's through. But if Belgium wins, Morocco needs to win as well. So, But I'll put Belgium through as well. So it's it's a whole mess of things going on in the last in yeah. this group. What a group. Unfortunate that Canada got put in this group. But... Um, it, listen, you know what? Best of luck to Morocco and Croatia. I hope they get through, and I hope Belgium stays behind because I just I hated all the hype behind them, man. I hate it every year. This they're team not, is not good. Not, just this team's not, not good. People not talk the, about this team like they're
1: one of the best teams in the world, and they are not. Like they're not the second best team in the world. Like I don't. No. This FIFA ranking shit is ridiculous because Belgium, the second ranked team in the world, should not be getting outplayed by a nation that hasn't been there in 36 years. Like Canada, the first game, they should not be going down horrendously against Morocco like they did like this team is not, this is a bunch of pretenders that's overhyped because I don't know what reason they're overhyped, but this team is not good. They're not a good quality of a squad. They, you know, I always say Portugal doesn't play good together. Belgium doesn't play good together. I mean, this is just ridiculous on their part.
0: Well, fuck at least Portugal has been to a few finals and semifinals in our day. (laughs) Like Belgium haven't done shit all ever. They've been the most overhyped team of all time in my opinion. And they're like, getting
1: beat, they're getting beaten the same way every single time. Morocco beaten by the running gun style. Canada, Canada should have same, beat them Canada by the, the same gun thing. Style. Yeah. The last Euros, Italy, that's how they knocked them out that running gun nonstop against them. that defense of Belgium is crap. In Euro 2016,
0: they were eliminated by Wales in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, it's brutal, but listen, they they're going to be in tough in their next game. Let's go to the final match day two for each of these teams. Group what, G. A match, what a match day yeah group G what man uh, Cameroon Serbia we said it earlier Serbia was one of the scores they had no problem scoring goals here 3-3 what a banger of a game uh, both these teams look like the dark horses they should be and they got a good result in the Brazil beating Switzerland as well now what is your kind of view overall of Cameroon and Serbia both in this game and their chances to advance <sighs>
1: I think for Cameroon, it's a little bit too much, too late. They have to go against Brazil next. But yep. Serbia, on the other hand, they're lucky they get to play Switzerland next because they still have hope. Yeah. I, I think Cameroon, they showed a lot of grit and determination against, uh, I mean, Abubakar coming in and just deciding to score one of the oh, goals fuck. of the tournament. And I love Abubakar, up, man. Like, what a chip. And, like, he thought he was offside. He's like, okay, whatever. And then it's just like, he's like, okay, I wasn't goal counts. It goes off and sets up. Achut Matang's goal, so I mean, what a performance for Cameroon going down 3-1 to tie us up at 3, I mean, that's a huge result for them
0: Hey, former FC Porto boys, they know how to do this, man, they're <laughs> hardcore dog, that's what I'm saying, so you know what big ups to, big, big, big ups to Cameroon and Serbia, and I 100% agree with what you said, Serbia obviously has the easier way to qualify, all they have to do is beat Switzerland and yeah. they pretty much are locked in in that second spot the only thing here is pretty Brazil is pretty much guaranteed first. I mean, Switzerland can still catch them if yeah. they win and Brazil loses and the, the goal differential shrinks enough because I think they got three other um, plus three and switzerland's at a, a net zero. So if 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 Switzerland wins by two and Brazil loses by one, they'll still be tied. So it's again it's, it's it looks like Brazil's gotten through. And with an injury to Neymar, are you kind of a little bit worried and say, hey, you know what? Let's rest some of our guys and just play Cameroon and play for a draw and Cameroon gets
1: lucky and pulls off the win? Well, I'm going to say this. Um, the reality is this. Brazil, you don't win a World Cup if Fred's starting center mid. You win the, the – the type of game where Fred should play a World Cup is like the one that's coming up against Cameroon, where, like, unless you lose by, like, three or four, you're guaranteed first in a group. That was the big mistake Fred, uh, Brazil did against Switzerland. Fred should be nowhere near a starting lineup on this team with Bruno Gimenez in the bench, you know, Lucas Paquette, like, they shouldn't be near, he shouldn't be considered as a sub on this team. Like, Brazil has so much quality on this team to have that guy out there.
0: Well, you know what? Mind. I, I, you know me, I have a soft spot for Fred. I, I don't think he's as bad as some people say. I think he does offer you something on that pitch, more of a sub as, as opposed to a starter, but um, I, I, I really hope Brazil runs away with this group because First place in Group H faces second place in Group G. So Portugal looking to come in first in Group H. I don't want to see Brazil in that second spot. I would I would give me a Switzerland. Give me a Serbia. Give me a camera. I don't give a shit who you show me. Just not Brazil. Uh, let's get over to Group H. Let's start with that Portugal-Uruguay game. Uruguay just honestly. They're
1: trash. <laughs> they're shit. I, I, want like, they're
0: good, I want to say it was close. I want to say it was a close game. When you look at the stats, both teams had three shots on target. Uh I again Bruno Fernandes Uruguay sure they hit the post once uh they had a good a few a few okay chances Benton Coors started really hot and looked good for them um it Portugal won this game 2 nothing and I was it was never for a moment where I was worried that Portugal wasn't going to win this game Yeah,
1: yeah as, as a bystander I, just watching the game like I knew from the start Portugal was going to pull it off I mean was that goal uh Ronaldo's or no Uh
0: so here's here's my take on that goal at first sight It looked like Ronaldo's because it looked like it did change a bit of direction from the header. If it, if it was his, if it was Bruno's, I don't give a shit who they give it to. A goal is a goal. Let me tell you something that is a fact though. If Ronaldo doesn't make that play to jump and go for the header, the goalie makes a routine save.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. So that like
0: that. that Ronaldo's play was, absolutely 100% necessary to make that ball go in the net. I don't give a shit who they get credit to the goal. If anything, I almost prefer Ronaldo get credit for it so Bruno Fernandes gets another assist so he could keep leading the, the, the tournament in assists because um, he had two in the first game and then he had two. He almost had the hat trick this game at the end. He had like two good chances that he could not put away. But e- either way, this is a game that Portugal won relatively easily. Portugal's looking good, man. If I'm any team yeah. in this tournament, I'm scared to come across Portugal. Because they look cohesive and they don't look like they rely on
1: Ronaldo like they used to. And that's the thing that, you know, I've always said so many times to you and to everyone else is that Portugal doesn't play well together. However, they have been playing well together. And I'm just wondering, can they keep it up? Can it keep going? Or will? Because I mean, like, in all honesty, when I saw the post that Portugal was going to present evidence that Ronaldo touched that ball, I'm thinking Bruno Fernandes is going to be so pissed. Because Bruno Fernandes, I, I know I know him personally, But just the way he – his mannerism, everything I know is from when I've watched him play as Manu, I don't think he's going to – he like that too much. And I'm worried Portugal doing that is going to fuck with his head. And that's what I worry is – my only thing is Portugal, I think, can easily make it to the semis. But it's going to come down to how these guys handle each other.
0: Uh, You know what? I'm going to find it hard to disagree with you there. I don't think Bruno Fernandes cares at all. Um, If you notice, right after the game, Ronaldo posted an Instagram picture that almost one of the first people to like it was Bruno Fernandes. I don't think there's any issues there whatsoever. Um, Bruno Fernandes knows what it is, man. He's a smart guy. I think he knows, okay, you know what? Listen, this is Ronaldo's last World Cup if they want to get him the goal. I'm sure if it was up to him, he would say, you know what? I'll take the assist. Ronaldo, you take the goal. I don't think he cares at all. But you are 100% correct in that this team really meshes if they're all on the same page and can they all be on the same page that's the question yeah. um, but so far they have been and again Liao came in uh, fairly early in the second half uh, Guerrero unfortunately had to come in because Nuno Mendes went down which is unfortunate because Nuno Mendes looked amazing when he was on mm-hmm. um, they, they're holding him here they say he might be good if Portugal makes a deep run but if they make a deep run I cannot see Bruno Fernandes or Nuno Mench coming back instead of the players that have already been there. You know what I mean? I'm a little shocked that they haven't given Diogo Dallo a chance over Rafael Guerrero yet. But again, you play with who you got and they've looked good. Like again, Rafael came in in the 69th minute and he made some good plays as well right off the hop. He's a super sub right now. Would I like to see him start? Like we talked about before, of course, but I can understand them keeping him as a super sub for now. We'll see if it works moving forward, but, Right now, they're playing on all cylinders. And um, Uruguay is going to have a tough time getting through because the, the result in Group H wasn't a good one for Uruguay because Ghana murdered South Korea. You're going to say 3-2, all right? And I get it. It was a close game. But you take out that three-minute span where Korea got their two goals. And to me, Ghana, they played one of the most effective counter countering game. Like, they let Korea hold the ball. Like, when I was watching, I was going, like, Okay, Korea's holding the ball. They're getting chances. But the way Ghana defended, all the chances weren't really good chances, if that makes sense. Like, mm. Ghana, to me, Ghana looked like, they looked good. Like, they went up early. They did. They looked goals. And then they sat back and they played to say, hey, listen, we're not losing this game. And then Korea came back and they kept pounding, kept pounding, and they got two goals in a span of, like, three minutes quick. And then Ghana came back, put one in after, and said, like we said, we're not losing this game. And then they just shut him
1: down. I think the toughest thing for that held Korea back was that uh, Son is injured. Now, you can tell, that guy's not fit. Like he looked at how, a shell of who he is, and that's been him all year. I was gonna and say yes. Yeah, so it's that's been that's it's, it's really, even.
0: Cause... It's even form too, right? Like he just has not that, looked as, yeah, himself.
1: I, at the end of this, uh, at the end of that game, Korea made some passes through that Ghanaian defense that were amazing to set up Son, and he just like butt- fluffed on the shot. Yep,
0: like, it, it, it wasn't even
1: close. Like he put one over the bar. I mean, Korea, like I said, that first game against against Uruguay was great defensively. They did did their job. They got the point. But against Ghana, it's a winnable game for them. And sadly, Son wasn't there to help them push ahead of Ghana. And Ghana took advantage.
0: Yeah. And now you look at going into the final match day, uh, Ghana gets Uruguay. Mm -hmm. Uruguay is in an absolute must win if they want to advance. They have to beat Ghana. And the way they've been playing and Ghana's playing, I don't know, man. I I, I don't know if I could see that happening. Final game two for Portugal, Portugal, Portugal-South Korea. Portugal's through. All that matters is uh, even if they lose, Ghana has to win, and they have to still make up the goal differential as well. So it's looking like Portugal's coming first in that group. Uruguay-Ghana, that game to me is the match of match day three for all these That's the redemption game there. I think that is the (laughs) biggest game. Not only is this a win and you're through for Uruguay-Ghana tie, and they're through. But this is a rematch from the 2010 World Cup when Luis Suarez used his magical hand to to get Ghana. Was it the quarterfinals or was it the round of 16? Yeah,
1: it was the quarterfinals. quarterfinals.
0: If Luis Suarez doesn't illegally use his hand there and then Ghana missed that penalty, Ghana would have made it to the semifinals of that World Cup. So you got to think they're looking for revenge. And I said it from the start, this whole group was a revenge group for Portugal because all these teams uh, ha- have bested Portugal at the World Cup over the past 20 years. Well, Ghana has their revenge game coming up against Uruguay. I hope Ghana wins that. I would love to see Portugal 1, Ghana 2.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Ghana can get through that one. I don't I don't see why they can't. I mean, every game they've played in this tournament, they've been in it. Like, they haven't been out of them. Even the one against Portugal, they did really well. So, Uruguay is going to be in tough. And I would love to see Nunez not score a frigging goal. That is Darwin, Darwin, like, Nunes! Just to hear the Liverpool fan. Like, all the... I can't even think of a Liverpool player that played good in this tournament yet. Actually, sorry, Allison. But even then, he hasn't gotten a shot on target yet to him, so he hasn't done anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is facts. <laughs> so, I mean, you like, know what? Yeah. To be fair, in the game against Portugal, their best player looked like Luis Suarez when he came on. Um, I don't know how much you watch, but he he looked like uh, he actually got in. He got some decent
1: uh, shots off there. Diogo Costa made hard. some good
0: saves. Like he looked good. <laughs>
1: Luis Suarez was playing hard in that Portugal game so he could pull a hammy and not have to play against suit up against Ghana. That's what he was trying to do. Because I know for sure he's not, he's gonna if he starts that game, I'm telling you one of the center midfielders are just gonna go in and just knock that guy on his ass the first chance they get just to get like, hey buddy we remember 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope so.
0: I really hope that happens because that's that's place. Because I know was me about, personally was IU, I would... was IU on that team in 2010?
1: Yeah. Yes, he was, yeah.
0: Was he? I'm pretty sure. I I couldn't remember. I mean, you know again, what? there's
1: a lot 2010, of games. years with ago, that right? name too, Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, there's jo- Jordan. I use in' MLS playing, but no, Andre Ayew started with Ghana in 2007, so he would have been on that team. So him and Luis Suarez, I think. I don't want to go on record here and say this, but I would be- imagine those two could be the only two that are still there from there. Maybe uh, on the oh, way, Cavani uh, and. Himenez and Godín as well, yeah. but and, but on and Ga- too. But, but on Ghana, I bet you it's only IU who's left because they are the one of the youngest teams in the tournament, right? And you gotta think, twelve years ago, a lot of these
1: players were young, and they watched that run from Ghana. Yeah. And now they're like, yo, we get a chance to to fuck these guys up now, I'm, dude. If I was Ghanaian, you know, and I was playing center man, and I see Suarez with the ball, I'm risking the yellow card, man.
0: I'm listen, going straight I, into it. Like,
1: I'm not even thinking twice. Like, Suarez would get it. I hope it happens because he's such a piece of shit.
0: Listen, I want to see the Ghanaian witch doctor that cursed Ronaldo back <laughs> in 2010 cursing Suarez for this game. There's no need um, to curse him.
1: The guy's 100 years old anyway. so
0: That is facts. So, you know what? It's going to be an exciting game um i'm excited to get back into this with you on sa- on saturday for the next part where we go past all the past third round uh, match day 3s and get into looking forward We've already ran long enough for this one, just talking about the, um, uh, the second matches for each of these teams. Let's end it here since we've got another one coming. Guys, look out for us dropping Saturday morning. Follow us at FootyLG on Spotify or Apple Music. And, hell, listen to us more so we can get put in your Spotify raps that just came out today. and no, no, I didn't see and that music ones. Ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's get that going. And, again, TikTok, Instagram, follow us at FootyLG. Tony, thanks for joining me again, man. We'll be back here Saturday. It's World Cup time. Have a good night, everyone.